Hey, listeners, welcome to Biz Culture Matters on Clay, 1180 AM. It is bright and early on your Saturday morning. My name is Zach Gander. We have Steve Gander here. Say hello, Steve. Hey, everybody. Who in the world gets up to listen to a radio show at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning? We still haven't figured out who those people are. <laughs> it's the workaholics that are heading to the office, you know, to get caught up, man. Yeah, or the workaholics that are at home relaxing but still have to workaholic. Yeah, that's why we record or... this show in advance so that we can sleep in on Saturday morning while you guys are listening. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely sleeping. <laughs> I'm definitely sleeping while this show airs. But we do have a podcast on excellentcultures.com. Uh, it is still under review, and we are getting that up. But if you miss the Saturday morning shows at 7 a.m. on Clay 1180, you can always catch them at excellentcultures.com. Uh, Steve, give us an update on what's been going on this week in the uh, arena of business culture. Well, I'm uh, I'm really excited about a lot of new stuff that we're doing, especially with uh, technology firms. It's like uh, with the economy changing, you know, technology firms are getting to the place where you know, the techno- just having great technology isn't good enough anymore. I mean, you've got to have great technology and great people in high performance uh, and, uh, you know, interesting changes in the market. Really excited about our, our guest today. I mean, I'm going to let you talk about Brad first, but, you know, Brad is one of the good guys that's also committed to helping good guys win, and that's what we're all about on Biz Culture Matters. Yeah, we're going to have a great show today with Brad Root from GM Nameplate, a Seattle-based company with extensions all over the place. We'll uh, let Brad talk about that, but Brad's a local guy, local Seattle guy, Seattle Pacific University grad. He would probably root for them if they had a football team, but since they don't, he's a big UW fan. So we're excited about having Brad Root on the show. Steve, you want to intro Brad a little bit more? So, yeah, I've known Brad about five years. I'll let you tell him, uh, let him tell you a little bit about himself and his firm. But uh, one of the things I admire about Brad is he's one of the brightest young leaders that I've met who is seriously committed to not just high performance in his business, but high performance in his life and with his people. Uh, we gather a lot of data and assess a lot of leaders in our work, and Brad's right at the top of the database. So, I mean, this is a good guy. Make sure that you get your notepads ready, listen in quick cause, uh, and closely, because Brad's going to have a lot of great insights to share with us. Welcome to the show, Brad. Glad you're here with us. Hey, thank you, guys. I'm uh, happy to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity and invitation. So, Brad, um, give us some background on on you and on GM Nameplate. I mean, tell our listeners, you know, your company is very unique in that you're a Northwest family business. Uh, you know, your dad has a very interesting beginning in how he started, you know, Hart started the firm and grew the firm and kind of what, you know, you, you've kind of grown into a, a global manufacturing firm with plants all over the place. I mean, f- fill us in. Yeah, so... Uh Let's see. So our company was started uh, back in 1954, and uh, Steve, as you mentioned, it is a family-held business. Our dad, Don Root, uh, joined the company in 1962, and uh, he uh, actually just received uh, the Distinguished Leadership Award from the uh, University of Washington's wow. Foster School of Business. Wow. Which we were all there to celebrate that, and uh, you know, it was just an exciting time and just a... a uh, pretty big exclamation uh, point on his career and what uh, he's been able to accomplish. And uh, as a family business, you know, we've uh, taken a lot of pride in what we've done over the years. And, you know, his, you know, being recognized and receiving that award was really, you know, he had had talked about that being a real compliment to the entire family and our entire organization. 
Um, our company is a uh, you know a company that is headquartered here in Seattle. Um, we have uh, five other manufacturing locations here in the U.S., and then we uh, reach into Singapore and uh, China as well. Uh, most of our uh, employees do reside still in the U.S. Uh, we've got about a total of uh, 1,200 uh, employees worldwide, with about 900 of those people uh, still here in the U.S. You know, we value uh, being a U.S. manufacturing company, and uh, you know the. The types of business that we do here in the U.S. are different today than they used to be. Uh, however, there's still a lot of business here. And uh, the things we do in, in China are to support uh, local markets there. And uh, at the same time, what we do here in the U.S. is here to support the local markets here. Our uh, company has always been uh, a company that's really valued uh, innovation. And uh, our company over the years has grown considerably. Uh, when Don started with the organization, he was number 13 employee. And, uh, you know, he, his involvement really got going on the growth of the company. Um, our, our company, uh, specifically what we do is we are a custom manufacturing company. And uh, we provide primarily engineered solutions, um, you know, throughout the world. Uh, for product identification, uh, as well as uh, functional products such as touchscreens, membranes, switches, uh, biosensors, and that sort of thing. And then we get into things like uh, injection molding and uh, large format graphics and uh, anything that has uh, printing uh, or custom manufacturing at its core, we're involved with. And um, the kind of markets that we serve are uh, highly regulated, typically here in, in the U.S. They'd be things like aerospace and medical and military and uh, into automotive and transportation as well. And then uh, offshore, we, we uh, support uh, those uh, industries that uh, are uh, more prevalent in China, such as, you know, the... Uh, Oh, the electronics, uh, computer, uh, computer peripherals, and uh, consumer electronics in general. So it's a it's a pretty nice balance. We've uh, just found our niche, uh, kind of regardless as to where we are in the world. Uh, there's definitely a place for our products, and we've been opportunistic and uh, have enjoyed uh, a lot of success. Well, I think one of the things there's a number of things that speak well of yourself as a leader and your family and GM nameplate as an organization that really address kind of the core of who you really are. I mean, and this is show this is a show as you know about, you know, business culture and and our belief is that if you have people involved in your business, then culture is at the root, you know, no no pun intended, uh root of every business problem or every business solution and uh some things that, you know, we kind of notice when you look or if anybody's just googling you or GM nameplate there was this uh, a whole lot of media publicity a few years ago about you guys thinking about moving someplace else and then deciding to stay in Seattle. I mean, tell us a little bit about you know that process, Brad, and what made you decide to stay in Seattle, and uh, you know what you guys are all about in terms of contributing to the local community and economy. Yeah, I mean, we um, you know we've we've always prided ourselves on being very good uh, corporate citizens. Um, we're very involved uh, with uh, the communities in which we, you know, both work and live. Um, our organization um, has uh, benefited from the communities by way of an incredible uh, group of employees. 
and uh, just general infrastructure. And we've always enjoyed giving back. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's fun to be a part of something, you know, greater than or bigger than yourselves. And so when you have the opportunity and you really become part of a community, uh, it, you know, it was a pretty tough decision. There were some business reasons why we looked at moving outside uh, of Seattle. Um, actually, today we are the largest uh, employer uh, in the city of Seattle that's wow. uh, listed under manufacturing. Wow, wow. And so, you know, it's 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 nice to be uh, recognized as that. At the same time, it's a little concerning. You know, manufacturing is pretty important, obviously, to our country uh, and to the city. Now, of course, there's a lot of large manufacturers, you know, right outside the city limits, but but anyway, we you know we're pretty important within the city, and we have uh, just been such a uh, fixture and part of the city of Seattle for so long. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we said we could probably get a better building, uh, more space, and everything else if we moved out. But we really value being part of Seattle, and we really value uh, being able to be involved with our community. We we like where we are. We like uh, knowing that our our uh, employees have a a good close uh, commute to work and and they live again within this community here as as they come into work it's they really feel part of something when people ask them where they work and they say gm nameplate you know they feel good about that and people know gm nameplate well this is a show about business culture and how to help the good guys win and uh, as you know, we're always looking below the surface because culture is about what's below the surface of the 90% of the iceberg that floats below that's not on top. And there's all kinds of companies that uh, brag about giving back to the community and participate in community activities and reach out to charities and do a whole lot of really cool things. But what we like to look at is, you know, what's really going on in the character of these firms you know, below the surface. How do they react under pressure? What goes on, you know, in the closed doors of the boardroom versus in the public forum? And one of the really cool things that we notice about you guys is how you were just recently selected as Boeing Supplier of the Year three years in a row, which I, I don't think that's ever happened historically. Has Boeing ever awarded any, any supplier, best supplier of the year three years in a row? No, nope, that is a first. So uh, what do you think, I mean, what did they tell you uh, about why they picked your people and your organization and your firm, you know, as their chosen supplier of the year, Josh, gosh, three times running? Yeah. Yeah, we, we've always had a special relationship with Boeing, uh, as we do with all of our customers. And, you know, one of the things that we, we really focus on is long-term. Um, you know, being a family-held uh, business, uh, not being a you know a publicly held corporation, uh, we can focus uh, on long term, and that has been a huge advantage uh, for us. Um, we've been able to make some decisions that have uh, given us uh, probably best position with our customers because you know we're not in and out of this for you know some short-term success. We're really trying to build foundations with all of our customers to make sure that we're taking care of them today the right way uh, that will you know, ultimately help us uh, stay with them and grow with them over the long term. We've had a relationship with Boeing, for instance, uh, oh boy, for over 50 years, and it really became a significant relationship back in uh, 1995. And, you know, slowly, steadily, 
we you know built on that and um, just over the years you know the, our commitment to them has really shown and as we've got into more value add for them uh you know done things in which we could uh you know improve uh the quality of their product um the delivery pricing everything um you know they they continue to to recognize us for all the commitments and everything we were putting into being best in class supplier and so it's been you know a a a very strong relationship that has come over time and that's by doing the right things you know if we have a quality problem we stand by uh you know and we take care of the problem we just make sure that what we're doing is we're giving best in class service and that's not just at the customer service level that goes throughout our entire organization and all employees have the same commitment awesome awesome well we're going to go to a break in a second uh but Boeing is a great northwest company and for them to recognize another Northwest company as supplier of the year just kind of says it all. So, Brad, we want you to be thinking about what we're going to talk about after the break. This is a show that we're featuring cultures of ethics, values, and employee engagement. Uh, We're going to want to talk to you about your vision for a culture of ethics, values, and organization. We'll be right back. Remember Ross Perot, the Texas millionaire who ran for president in the early 90s? Did you realize that he's built multiple companies that sold for billions? Each of his companies held a strong values-based culture. We interviewed his CFO and COO. His insightful comments on the role of culture in business are posted on the Culture News blog at excellentcultures.com. Take a look. You'll gain wonderful insights to building your own excellent cultures on excellentcultures.com. You can also follow us at XLNT Cultures or Facebook slash Excellent Cultures. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. As an executive, CEO, or business owner, do you find yourself struggling with work-life balance and achieving your goals at work and home? Are you overwhelmed in your workload and feel important things aren't getting done? Our coaches specialize in helping leaders like you overcome challenges and build a plan to recenter their life, to achieve the balance and success you've always hoped for in your business and your personal life. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures about the right plan for you. We're back, listeners. You're listening to Biz Culture Matters with Steve and Zach Yandra, and we are on the line with Brad Root of GM Nameplate, locally owned private company right here in the Seattle area. Steve, you are leading into our next question with Brad. Go right ahead. Yeah, Brad, tell us tell us your vision of a culture of ethics, values, and employee engagement. What do you think about? What do you look at? What do you talk to your people about? What do your people talk to you about? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, when I think about ethics, values, uh, employee engagement, I mean, I think you know they all they all go together um, for the ultimate success of our organization. 
working with our employees, we we came up with what we feel is just that sums it up nicely. Um, you know, we we put together this little uh, statement that says we work together, we trust and respect each other, we meet our commitments, we are the best company in the world. Now, this is not something that I put together on my own. I put this together, you know, working with our employees. Um, you know, that, that goes to that very last part there when you talk about employee engagement. And it's one thing to talk about things from the top, but it's, it's another thing to really involve employees. And that's, that's what we've, we've tried to do, you know, the entire time that we've had this company. We've really tried to run it like a large family. And we've tried to make everybody feel like they are part of that. Um, and with that, you know, comes a lot of transparency, you know, with the ethics and then with the values, what's important to us as an organization to ensure that we're all successful. We, um, you know, have things that we focus on. You know, again, I talked about, you know, focusing on the customer uh, and making sure we're doing right by the customer and taking good care of them. But, um, you know, we look at, what does it look like to be, you know, the best company in the world? We talked about should we be the best company or company in our industry, and we said, well, why limit yourself, right? You know, we're looking to be the best in class, best in the world. Um, and again, this comes from not only me but our employees as well. You know, we are without a doubt a for-profit company, um, but we operate in accordance to our values. You know, to ensure that. Uh, we are going to be here for the long term. Being for profit, I always remind people, is why we're here, and it allows us to do all the great things that we like to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're never going to compromise our values and what's important to us to make sure that we're here for the long term. You know, we really again focus on that uh, that customer focus, that customer interface, making sure that customer experience is positive. Uh, we create a very positive work environment. Again, a lot of transparency within our organization. Uh, for a private company, you know, we disclose everything. People know exactly where we stand from a profit standpoint, from a revenue standpoint, from a quality, on-time delivery, so on and so forth. Um, they just people know where we are because they are really a part of where we're going and uh, what our results have been to date. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we ensure our employees are in a safe environment. You know, that's one of our values. You know, we make sure that there's nothing that's so important that uh, it has to be done uh, at the expense of safety. We make sure that people are safe. Um, you know, we encourage creativity and innovation. Uh, we recognize and promote or otherwise reward our employees for what they contribute. You know, we really make sure that people feel like they are contributing uh, and they are being recognized and uh, rewarded and are really part of the entire organization. We don't have a lot of hierarchy within. Uh, we just we all look at uh, uh, going after the same goal, and we work together to get that. Okay, so you guys that listen to Biz Culture Matters frequently know that, you know, we're about going, you know, deep below the surface. And, you know, a lot of companies talk about what Brad just told us about. But the key to real culture is not what you say, is what you do and what you live every day. And the reason that we asked Brad to be on the show is not because he's got this, you know, beautiful vision of being the best company in the world or even because he asked his employees to participate in writing that, but because he's demonstrated and his people have demonstrated through the way that they live their life and the way they do business every day, that that's more than just a fancy mission statement 
or a good marketing campaign that's plastered on their website or on, uh, you know, in the media. So, Brad, tell us tell us a little bit about. I know you had a, a recent challenging situation uh, with one of your customers where you know there was a, a mistake in one of one of the products, and without disclosing anything confidential. Um, and and the, the the way that we kind of discovered this is not just by the work that we do with Brad, but some of our clients who had the opportunity to visit with Brad's folks just to to benchmark their success and learn from them were just raving about you know raving back to us at Excellent Cultures about what a wonderful example that Brad and his people were setting you know with respect to you know how they handle a mistake and uh, you know how they dealt with it and how they valued the customer first in reality that included taking steps that involved spending lots of money and lots of time and lots of energy not just smiling and running to duck for cover tell tell us whatever you can without disclosing any uh, confidential stuff because our listeners really want to be able to learn from you Brad yeah absolutely um, yeah the example you're talking about uh, is a very good one um, you know the reality of things is uh, business is not perfect life is not perfect uh, things happen right so it's it's all about how you deal with things uh, when they come up because inevitably they will. So the situation uh, that you're you're talking about, Steve, had to do with one of our largest uh, medical customers, and um, we make a component for this customer that uh, goes into a greater assembly, which then goes out to the hospitals and um, takes care of people. Um, Sorry to be a little vague there, but, you know, just with the confidentiality. Uh, no, keep it confidential. Yeah. We're looking for the principal here. Okay. So so anyway, um, contractually what we do in our obligations, uh, what they are, are to essentially to, uh, if, a, if a problem comes up, you know, if we have a, a reject, uh, what our contractually contractual obligations are, are to repair, replace, or refund you know the cost of the component that we manufacture. Okay, so that's what you know we that's what we say we will do. Now, again, what um, we value is again kind of the the our ethics, our business ethics, and our long term relationships that we have with our customers. So, in a, in our case here, there was a component that we manufactured that had a potential uh, problem. Now, the risk uh, of having an actual problem was fairly minimal. However, there was a risk, and it's a, medical, and it's a medical product, and therefore the decision was made by our customer to go ahead and voluntarily recall the product. Now, in doing so, it was going to be a very expensive process. Um, and with that being focused on the long term and being a partner as well as a supplier, we decided that if that was their decision, then we were going to stand by them and we were going to step up and we were going to go beyond and not only cover the costs of our product, uh, but we were going to help them with this recovery cost because we felt like being a partner, this was the right thing to do. We needed to step up and support our customer uh, because we're in it for the long term. It's very expensive what we're doing. It's been very disruptive what we're going through and all the effort that goes into this. Um, but again, this is one of the things that we value long term. If we were focused on short term, 
uh, and maximizing our short-term profits and just you know, making a quick buck and moving on, we wouldn't have done that. But yeah. that's not us. That's absolutely not us. We want to stand behind our customers, so we're doing business with them today. We're doing business with them next year, in the next decade, and so on and so forth. Well, what uh, was so impressive to me as I heard this story third-hand from an, or, uh, an individual from another third-party organization who, at your invitation, was allowed to sit in on one of the private breakthrough thinking workshops that you have with your people, is he was just raving about how you were so open about how you shared everything with the employees, how you shared, you know, all of the confidential numbers, the amount of cost while you were doing, and how uh, even though this was a very painful experience to, you know, bite the bullet, so to speak, that was very costly, he was just raving about how he felt like the way that you handled it with your employees and everyone who participated was just a, a, a gold shining star on the values and ethics of the real GM nameplate. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about kind of your your philosophy and how you how you try to share those things with your people, Brent? Yeah, um, you know, again, it's uh, complete transparency. Um, we 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 know that we are uh, as a family and as a management team, we are only part of GM nameplate. Again, there's about 1,200 employees within our organization, and every one of those employees is essential to the overall success of our company. We recognize that, and we let them know that as well. And with that, you know, it becomes uh, pretty easy, really, to disclose just about everything that, that goes on around here. Um, we've always had open-door policies, and we've always posted every piece of information we possibly could. Uh, and we've always done that just because we know that it takes the entire organization to make our company successful. And the employees here have really embraced that and really, really feel part of the family, part of the organization. They know that they have a significant impact on our success. And they, they treat it as such. They, um, they're just as committed to this organization as we are because we've set the foundation that says you are part of this and a, and a very important part of this. So when you have a problem uh, that, uh, of this magnitude, you know, you, we are always pretty quick to share it with our employees and let them know, here's what happened, here's what we're doing. Uh, here's what we've learned from it. Um, this is what we're going to take away from it. Um, this is what it's going to do for us long term. And so we just we go through this, and they're involved. Um, they understand. They're committed. They're concerned when something like this happens. They want to fix it. They want to be part of the solution. Uh, we don't do any kind of well. Where did it? You know, whose fault was it? There's none of that. It's okay. We have a problem. What's the solution? How are we going to fix it moving forward? And, you know, what's going to prevent us uh, from doing it again? And what ultimately will make us a stronger organization? So we're, we're very fortunate that that's the mentality of our, of our people. And, again, I think a lot of that stems from us being so open and honest and transparent with the information and just making sure that people know what's going on. We don't leave people in the dark. They know where we're going. Um, they know how we're doing. And they know how we're doing it. Absolutely. You're not only fortunate, we've been watching you guys build that culture for years. We're going to take a break, listeners. You're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay, 1180 AM. Be right back.
ExcellentCultures.com is always interviewing leaders committed to cultural leadership, excellence, and change. These leaders, like Russell Freeman, Ross Perot's COO, and Bob Hinton, CPA and Moss Adams' managing partner, have world-class ideas. As advocates for creating a strong corporate culture that builds people and serves customers with excellence, they share breakthrough business ideas. Gain insights from Russell, Bob, and others on the Culture News blog at ExcellentCultures.com. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. Has business taken over your life? Are you living to work or working to live? Stress, broken marriages, neglected relationships, and poor health are symptoms of a life out of balance. The right coaching plan can have transformational impact on the quality of your performance at work, depth of relationships at home, and personal sense of well-being. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures how coaching can help you maximize your life and optimize your work. Stop struggling to survive. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures how coaching can help you maximize your life and optimize your work. And we're back with Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. We're on the line with Brad Root of GM Nameplate and Steve Gander, and I'm Zach, your host. And we're excited about this call. We've heard a lot, Brad, already about your guys' wonderful culture and what you are blessed with, with great employees and a great team. But we've watched you build it. I've even been able to sit in on some of your sessions and see that transparency as well as even the the rewards things and just the community you're building there. Uh, the day I was there, you were hosting a lunch and inviting all the staff to come in and eat at your expense. What are some of the things that you guys do. I know we're, we have listeners that are business owners and they're just looking for some common sense ideas of uh, rewards and things to do to build community and culture and uh, what you're talking about. What are some basic ideas that you could give to the table to those guys? Yeah, g- great question. Um, you know, we, we do lots of different things to recognize and uh, reward our employees and they can be for uh, significant uh, work accomplishments or they can be for other accomplishments. Uh, every month we have a uh, an all-company meeting where we you know, group everybody together and we just kind of talk about the state of, of the business. But beyond that, we talk about other things as well, and we recognize people for lots of different things. Um, for instance, uh, anybody that's just had a new baby, you know, we recognize them, applaud them, give them a $100 check, and just wish them well with the, with the new little one. Same thing with people that get married. Um, the other thing we also do is that you know we've got a lot of um, uh, English second language people here and people that are you know first generation to this to this country, and uh, we uh, always recognize people when they become citizens uh, of the country, and, which is a huge undertaking. And it's it's uh, it's so neat to see people kind of light up when you know they they receive just this acknowledgement and this applause and. Uh, you know, just they feel it's amazing how they feel, and it just it's a great accomplishment. You know, to become a citizen of this country, not being born here, uh, is is huge. So you know, we recognize people for not just what they do here, but you know, we recognize that they have 
lives outside of work as well. And, uh, you know, we, we really value, you know, being part of celebrating that with them. Some of the things also, though, we do, you know, here when we talk about successes within work, uh, we do a few different things. Um, you know, we do a suggestion program uh, where the employees uh, will have a great idea on how to improve something, and they will just they'll write up a suggestion, they'll turn it in, and if we, uh, you know, say, hey, yeah, that's a great idea, we're going to implement it, you know, we give them $100. Um, you know, at the end of the year, then we kind of pull together all these uh, suggestion ideas, and we say, okay, which was the best one of the year? Okay, great, we found it, and we give them $1,000. Um, and uh, it's been pretty neat to watch. I mean, people are the ones that are doing the work, and so they really have the best ideas on, uh, you know, how to improve things. So, you know, we've given them a little bit of incentive there on uh, on doing that. We want to know people's ideas, and uh, so we, you know, make sure that they're, they've got a little bit of an extra incentive to turn those in and, and uh, make them happen. The other things we do is, you know, we, we do a lot of things with just, you know, sharing in the profits of the, and the success in general with the company. So we'll do things like uh, we do quality bonuses on a quarterly basis, you know, meeting certain thresholds. Uh, all employees will get a quality bonus. Um, we also do our gain-sharing bonus. We do pay, try to pay that out a couple of times a year. Uh, you know, one at the end of our fiscal year and then one uh, around the holidays this time of year as well. Um, so, you know, we do things like that. Um, and, you know, we also, you know, recognize just the efforts of people that uh, get involved with, with the community. Um, you know, we have a number of people that uh, get involved with things like uh, MS and, uh, you know, cancer, battling cancer and, and working for the, supporting the local schools and the United Way and um, those sorts of things. And so we're, we're always uh, quick to recognize those people publicly here within our company as well. And it just, it just, it, it just you know, kind of sets the tone of saying, yes, we are a for-profit business, but at the same time, we, we love being able to take care of the community. We love to celebrate each other's lives outside of the company as well. I think that's huge. There's uh, something that's been said. I don't even know, remember who said it, but a company and an organization becomes what it celebrates. Yeah. And when you celebrate things like that, I made notes. You celebrate babies and marriages and yeah. citizenship and, and people being involved outside in the community. Those are amazing things to celebrate. Yeah. Share with us real quick because we're about halfway through the show. Um, share about your family and who you are as a, as a dad and a husband and uh, maybe some of the... Uh, community involvement you've had over the years. Yeah, thank you for asking about that. Um, yes, uh, I am a dad and a husband. I've got a uh, incredible wife uh, who I actually met here at GM Nameplate. She. Uh, oh, that's cool. We need to do a whole show on that. There you one. Go. <laughs> Celebrating marrying employees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So we actually, yeah, we met here, and uh, once we got engaged, the big debate was, well, who's going to stay and who's going to go? So. <laughs> Looks like she won. And she won. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she, uh, yeah, she decided it was time to to move on, and uh, really, we were going to get going on on kids pretty uh, shortly after we got married. So, yeah, we've been married nine years now, and we've got uh, three great kids. Uh, I got my daughter Tia, who's uh, seven. And my son Knight, who's five, and then uh, Titan, he's our little guy. He's three years old, and you know it's amazing. All kids are are different, um, and they're all special, and they're all great. But when Titan came along, 
I, I was trying to think about what did we do for entertainment before he was born. This is a kid that is just all over the place. <laughs> and he's an absolute character. And it's just, wow, where did he come from? So anyway, but great family. Um, you know, we're just, we're, we're fortunate. We also have all of our extended family uh, right here in the Seattle area. So we uh, we get to spend a lot of time with extended family as well. Okay, so you, you know me. I'm the guy that's always looking for the the deep stuff that really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, listeners, you've never heard this one before because I just realized it when I was listening to Brad speak, and I'm going to ask him to comment on it. I've never gathered any data on this, but it it's amazing how much you can find out about CEOs and leaders of significant companies uh, by calling them in the morning on their cell phone. And usually when I call Brad in the morning on his cell phone, you know, uh, he wants me to call him back later because he's spending time taking his kids to school as opposed to, you know, I'm in this meeting or that meeting or the other, which tells us a huge amount about your values and where you're at. And I, I agree with those values. So, uh, it's always good practice for me to hear guys like Brad who are doing as well as he is and recognized as significantly as he is uh, put family values where it really matters instead of just talking about it. I mean, was that something you always did or your dad did, or how did you figure that one out? I'm scared of my wife, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes, indeed. No. Um, yeah. You know, I have a, an incredible wife. She's a very strong woman, and you know when we got uh, when we got together, um, you know, it was back in the earlier parts of my career—not super early, but but nonetheless, you know, it was back in the days when you know you just worked, you know, morning, noon, and night, and that's what you did. And you worked on the weekends, and you just worked, worked, worked. And my wife knew that about me, and uh, she also. Uh, knew how important family was. And so, you know, as we uh, got engaged and uh, talked about, you know, values and priorities, um, you know, we both agreed, and she helps, you know, me to remember this, that, you know, what, you know, it all comes down to at the end of the day is, is really family. you gotta, you got to take care of the family, and you want to be involved with the family because it's, it's one of those things where life happens and it's, happens fast so you know wanting to stay in, involved and engaged and she's good at reminding me of that and and it you know it's it's pretty natural for me as well because i love my children more than anything and you know if, if something has to give well the family is, is not something that i'm uh, willing to let slide so it's you know it's it's a value it's a priority uh and you know my wife and i just made that decision that that's that's what we were going to make as our number one priority. Yeah, way to go, Brad. One of um, my uh, good buddies and colleagues lives in Nashville, and he spent his career, his name is Lewis Upkins, spent his career as a uh, coach and a consultant in the branding and marketing business. You know, a lot of big brands with huge, you know, Carrie Underwood and Toby Mac, you know, entertainers as well as corporate executives. And he told me a few years ago that he was ending up spending more time coaching the CEOs of the firms that he was working with about improving the quality of their marriages and their families than he was their brands and their business. So he took a hiatus and he wrote a book, a little plug for Lewis's book, great book, uh, called uh, Treat Me Like a Customer. 
and the the title came from one of the wives of one of the male CEOs who he was coaching, who told her husband, uh, "If you could just treat me as good as you do your customers, then mm. we'd have a wonderful marriage." Yeah. But you don't, and we don't. Yeah. So Brad, wait, you know, way to go. Uh, we're going to take a little break here in a second. Want you to be thinking about uh, where you've seen you know, the kind of values that you hold near and dear that have been so successful for GM Nameplate start to deteriorate in other organizations or even maybe some of the trouble signs that you've seen in your own organization that are calls to action, wait a minute, stop a second, pay attention, that you can, you know, coach our listeners on in terms of, you know, how to keep bad stuff from sneaking in when you're trying to do good stuff. Okay. And we're heading to a break. And thank you for listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. Remember Ross Perot, the Texas millionaire who ran for president in the early 90s? Did you realize that he's built multiple companies that sold for billions? Each of his companies held a strong values-based culture. We interviewed his CFO and COO. His insightful comments on the role of culture in business are posted on the Culture News blog at excellentcultures.com. Take a look. You'll gain wonderful insights to building your own excellent cultures on excellentcultures.com. You can also follow us at XLNT Cultures or Facebook slash Excellent Cultures. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. As an executive, CEO, or business owner, do you find yourself struggling with work-life balance and achieving your goals at work and home? Are you overwhelmed in your workload and feel important things aren't getting done? Our coaches specialize in helping leaders like you overcome challenges and build a plan to recenter their life, to achieve the balance and success you've always hoped for in your business and your personal life. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures about the right plan for you. And we're back, listeners. We are on the air with Biz Culture Matters, Steve Gander, Zach Gander, and our guest, Brad Root, president of GM Nameplate right here in Seattle, Washington. Steve, you led into a great question, but the first question I want to know is, how does a Husky fan deal with a Cougar win over the Huskies, Brad? That's what I'm really <laughs> interested in. Uh, you know, it, it sort of depends on the year, and this year was a tough one. Uh, yeah, we, we don't deal with it too very well. <laughs> Uh, th- this one was a tough one, you know. We we had an opportunity to have eight wins in uh, the regular season for the first time in uh, almost a decade, and and uh, yeah, to lose uh, that last game of the year that hurt. So. How do you beat Stanford and lose to the Cougars? How does that happen? You know, uh, that's a great question, and we need to have Sark on your show. That's uh, it. And, and I think we need, the, we need we need UW as a client. That's <laughs> what we need. Well, you know, I uh, yeah. I think we do. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll has been very involved. Uh, as he has. As yes, he you has. guys know. And, yeah, he's a great and, guy. Yeah, we need Sarkeesian involved as well and in increasing human effectiveness. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about these you know these trouble signs. You know, wh- where have you seen value systems of great organizations? You know, you have a lot of customers. You're in the business to business business, so you have a lot of. I mean, you you buy from businesses, you sell to businesses, your clients are businesses. Uh, where have you seen, Brad? Where have you seen? great cultures start to deteriorate and what are some of the trouble signs that folks should watch for who are business leaders and what should they do when they see them yeah that's that's a good question and you know lots lots of ways to look at that and answer that you know one of the things that i that i think about that's that's you know real uh, you know near to all of us was you know the recession that we had just gone through just a few years ago and you know that i think that's a Good example of you know uh, some of the value systems deteriorating within organizations, and you know some of what le- what led to that you know recession had to do with just that value systems break down, and the focus you know gets to be on these very short term uh, ethically questionable uh, you know deals uh, that will perhaps you know let somebody do something for a very short period of time and maybe be successful and get away with it as you will but ultimately you know when you when you take your eye off of the longer term you can make decisions that you would not normally make so i think you know one of the things is again i think people really need to look at the long term you know short term is important you've got to deal with the reality that is in front of you you know as we all have gone through this recession of a few years ago you know, we, we all had to adjust to the realities of the day. You know, you, there wasn't as much business coming in, you know, so you had to, to adjust and deal with that. But those are business decisions that you have to make. That doesn't mean you have to compromise or abandon your values and really where you're trying to go long term. Yes, you've got to survive the day, you know, the environment that you're in, but really, you need to stay focused. You need to stay positive. You need to keep looking out at where you're going to be, knowing you're going to get through this, and just saying, "Okay, when we get through this, and we look back about, you know, where we, what we just went through, what are we going to feel like? Did we do, you know, things that are in line with our values, um, or did we just do anything we had to do to survive the short term?" Um, and so you really have to think about. You know, looking back, what you know, what what would be important to your value system, and have you done the right things, and are you staying true to yourself and to your organization? And I think again, when people are so focused on that short term, uh, I think it it can have a really you know negative impact on on the long term success of an organization, or even you know it can make people make some pretty bad decisions. And um, so I think I think a good recession. Uh, can really test an organization. It can test your values. It can give you a good gut check. But I think, again, the best organizations come out of those a lot stronger because they've stayed true to their values. Um, they've made some tough decisions, but they've done it in the spirit of their values. Yeah, well said. Uh, speaking transparently, I had a recent experience with uh, one of our employees at Excellent Cultures, and we don't have nearly as many as you do, Brad, employees. But uh, this is a very courageous employee who had, you know, enough courage uh, to confront me on some conversations and some practices and processes that, um, in the case of this employee, felt that they were just inconsistent with uh, what, you know, what we stood for, what we, you know, us practicing what we preach, so to speak. 
and I just applaud that you know that employee for their for their courage because you know any leader who's involved in any kind of family or business or group activity or team of any way shape or form we all have blind spots and we all you know become numb to things that once were really important we interviewed the um, Jack Hollis one of our uh, great clients from he was the uh, former chief um, executive of the Cyan division of Toyota now he's the vice president of marketing at uh, Toyota and Jack on uh, one of our blog interviews you know told us that uh, he he sees that one of the biggest pressures in business is that we get so focused on sales or survival or if it's a big public company quarterly reports and the numbers and the cost that we have a tendency to forget we have a tendency to forget why we really got in business which was to serve our customers and that it's about serving our employees effectively in order to be able to serve our customers so Brad, what what are what are some of the things that you do internally at GM Nameplate? You know, tips that you can give folks that make sure that you've got the environment. You know, we talk to a lot of executives who have open door policies, but nobody takes advantage of them because the people know open door means closed mind. <laughs> uh, you know, tell, I mean, but you, you guys aren't like that. So, I mean, what are some of the practices that you do, and what do you have in place that you do that that creates the environment where people are coming and telling you, hey, wait a minute, you know, this isn't consistent with our values, and they feel comfortable doing it. They're not afraid that they're going to be fired. Uh, you know, I, I thought was really cool you shared a second ago about how uh, in the conversations of, um, of the sharing your, you know, pain in this uh, recall that, uh, you know, it was nobody's fault. It wasn't something that you look for blame. You know, tell us some of the other things that you do that foster that kind of environment. Yeah, you know, so yeah, there 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 are a number of different things that you do, but I think, you know, the biggest thing again is is you can really create this culture, this foundation that allows for that. People are comfortable. You got to make people comfortable. Um, we, we don't have a lot of hierarchy. We don't say you need to go talk to HR or to your supervisor or so on and so forth. You can just come talk to me, and we can talk in the hall. We can talk in my office. We can talk wherever. You're comfortable, um, and if you're not even comfortable with that, you know they. For instance, what I've done is I've created uh, the Ask Brad box, where you can. Uh, That's a great idea. Yeah, you can drop me a, a uh, question, and you don't even have to sign your name to it. And I've committed to addressing every one of those uh, at our company meetings, and I and I take them seriously. Now there are some that it's kind of hard to take serious because it's uh, hey, why don't we have more of this kind of donut on Donut Day? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's some other ones that say, hey, you know, our, I've noticed, you know, our practices out in a certain department have been a little lax lately or their workplace organization has been a little off. And, you know, so so there's some really good, you know, uh, items that get put in there. And so if people aren't comfortable, you know, um, they can go, you know, down that, that path as well. But, you know, again, I, I think that it, it's just, when you when you first meet an employee, which which we try to make sure we do, we have a, a new employee orientation, and you know it's a group of you know, who knows at any given time six to ten people. So you you get to spend a couple of you know one on one, if you will, or, or one on ten. Um, you get to spend a couple hours with uh, folks, getting to know them a bit, and you know knowing about okay, you know you know wh- where are they from, you know what do they value, what do they like. Um, you know, and those sorts of things. 
those are those are things where you can actually build a relationship, you know, from the beginning. And I think if you can do that, then it really sets a really good stage and foundation for, you know, the rest of the employee's time here. But I think even, you know, beyond that, one of the things I think that companies can overlook are just, you know, getting people uh, into the organization. You know, you're recruiting uh, the practices and uh, your ultimate, and you know, employing, actually hiring practices, I should say. Um, those are those are some of the most you know critical functions that you do within your organization. You see, a lot of times somebody will will jump in, and they will you know hire the first you know uh, technical superstar that walks in, or the the first sales superstar that walks in. But the but the problem is, is that they can be the best technical mind. They can be all these great things from a technical standpoint. But as you were talking about earlier, Steve. They've got to be a cultural fit, and they've got to be somebody that people can work with that will relate and identify with our culture and our organization, and we feel like we can have a rapport and get along, and they're part of the overall team, because otherwise it's just too too disruptive. And there's too much competition out there. You you don't have to settle. You can have somebody that's going to be a great fit culturally, uh, but at the same time will bring the, the strong technical you know, skills that you're looking for as well. Okay, so here's the tough question from left left field. Mm-hmm. Um, can can listeners can you hear drops of sweat? You know, f- <laughs> you know, dr- you know, dripping on Brad's yeah. desk as he yeah. talks to us. Uh, now, not I know you. It's not tough for you at all. Uh, okay, so everybody's hearing. Oh gosh, we got to get a ask Brad box or an ask Joe or ask so- <laughs> Sue or ask Jane box. But what I'm happens? I'm still stuck on donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when the Ask Brad box has a you know pithy question that is about something that is the sacred cow that you really don't like to talk about or that nobody likes to talk about? Uh, how, how do you deal with those? What What do you do when when you get a question like that? Yeah. So we there are certain repeating questions that we get. And you'll address them, and you'll address them um, because we do. We we agree to address every single one, and we will address them in the best manner we possibly can. Now, when they keep coming up, obviously you're not satisfying somebody, and so ultimately what I'll do in that case is I'll just say, "Hey, this question kind of continues to come up," and unfortunately. I, I, I'm not sure what I'm missing here, and I'm going to say, you know, uh, author, could you please come see me so I can uh, make sure I'm understanding you because I'm obviously missing something here. And, you know, I'm, I don't tell people what they want to hear. I don't, you know, we don't give everybody what they're asking for per se. You know, it has to be in the, in the best interest of the overall business. So we do our best that we can to take care of the entire business. Now, again, individuals are going to have individual wants and needs, and, you know, we'll try our best, you know, to address and accommodate those. Uh, But, you know, after a while, you just kind of have to say, I I think I've done this, I think I've addressed it, and at this point, I'm at a loss, so please come see me one-on-one and Anyway, sometimes people take me up on that. Yeah, that really but, no, but there it. you go. That that's the answer we are looking for. That's the deep answer yeah. of you know, gosh, guys, I don't know. I yeah. mean, come talk to me about it individually and let's dialogue about this. And that's the answer that most employees 
uh, never hear from their bosses. Okay, so we got about two minutes left, Brad. Um, uh, big question here is the employee engagement question. You know, it, Gallup tells us that 71% of American employees are disengaged with their jobs, with their business. We know that's not the case at uh, GM Nameplate. Tell us, in your opinion, you know, why it is not the case and why your folks are engaged when 71% of American workers out there are. Yeah, that's a good question, and it, and it, it makes me think of, interestingly enough, of people that we've lost over the years. And, you know, I think about people that we have lost within our industry, people that have been lured away by our competitors, um, you know, by the potential uh, of huge earnings and huge dollars awaiting them. And, you know, I think about that because we have had the experience of getting some of our very good people lured away in hopes of these great uh, treasures uh, only to come back to our organization. Now, that doesn't happen 100% of the time, but it, but it is interesting when, when somebody gets lured away for, you know, big money, um, sometimes what they'll find is that the ethics or the culture within an organization uh, outside of ours is radically different. And what they have discovered, and what we, which has been a you know, helped us quite a bit is that they've discovered that, yes, there may be more uh, financial reward, and there may not be, but at the end of the day, people uh, have not been as satisfied when they go into a, a an organization where the culture is just in the dumps and the ethics are terrible. Yeah. Uh, those, it, regardless of the amount of money, people just will not stay in those environments. They, yeah. they just won't, and they're, it's a good learning for them. And it's a good learning for us as well to really, you know, remind us that what we're doing, focusing on long-term and taking good care of our people, is, is the right way to go. Yeah, way to go, Brad. Well, we're out of time, folks. We're, Brad, we're going to have you back on the show again soon. Great. Uh, we know you have so much more to share. Listeners, I mean, this is the week to stump the experts at Excellent Cultures. Uh, visit us at excellentcultures.com. Click on the Ask the Experts link. Ask us your culture questions. If we don't know the answer, which many times we don't, we're going to ask Brad. So, and, <laughs> and, and Brad knows the answers. Brad, thank you very much. You and GM Nameplate are awesome. We were so privileged to have you on the show today. Well, thank you, guys. I truly enjoyed it. All right, everybody. Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. You can catch us on excellentcultures.com, Twitter at XLNT Cultures. Facebook.com, Excellent Cultures. And don't miss next week. We have a great partner coming up with us next week for next week's interview. I'll leave you with this quote from one of our recent interviews, Bob Hinton of Moss Adams. It's not just the values, it's the people along the way that make the difference. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.